0: What is the most used man-made material on earth? You guessed it, it's concrete. Look around, it's everywhere. You see it in sidewalks, driveways, foundations, floors you stand on, and even entire structural building frames are made from concrete. So why don't we discuss it more? In each episode of Concrete Logic, we will explore one concrete-related topic with the help from industry professionals that are shaping the future of the trade. We'll talk with suppliers, contractors, architects, engineers, specialists, and even some proponents of competing materials about their views of concrete and their vision of its future. All right, welcome to another episode of the Concrete Logic Podcast. Today I got Sean O'Connor from Samaro. Sean, first off, happy birthday. Thank you. And and, uh, could you give a a introduction to yourself and uh, Samaro?
1: Yeah, uh, my name is Sean O'Connor. I'm a sales specialist for uh, Samaro and we are in 2019. Uh, I was hired for a new piece of equipment. they All the equipment we had previously was slab on grade equipment. And now we've switched over from needs and requests from customers to a slab on deck type situation. Uh, mostly invented for uh, structural concrete decks, PT decks, uh, straight rebar decks, pan decks, uh, not for metal decks where you have steel above you. Uh, We do use it on some metal decks, Infinity and Versa. Um, But I was hired. I had entire North America when I started. I had that for about a year and a half. Uh, We hired a second person, Doug Shaper, for the other half of the country. So now I have the eastern half of North America. Um, Just a little history. The Sky was basically uh, the same as all of our machines. We have an innovation council that gets together X amount of times a year. And concrete contractors from around the country come into Fort Myers, they meet, and they talk to them about what, what are their needs right now? What what do they need? And for years, they've been asking for a laser laser screed to increase the quality on structural concrete decks. Um, after three years in development, we released it in 2019 with the SkyScreed 25. Um, in 2020, we came out with our newest version, the SkyScreed 36. Um, and the success has been phenomenal of the machine so far.
0: Yeah, so uh, I have not uh, been on a project with one yet, but I've seen pictures and videos, and we've spoken a couple times. So uh, since we're audio-only podcast at the moment, what let's give uh, folks an idea what this machine looks like. How would you describe uh, what this machine looks like?
1: Well, anyone can go on to Samro's website. It's prominently listed on there, and they can see the machine and the videos and stuff are on there also. Um, it's a three-part articulated boom uh, with our the same exact the head that's on the machine is the exact same head that's on our uh, S485 machine, which does millions and millions of square foot every year of high quality floors, whether it's slab on metal deck or slab on grade. So all the technology that's in the machine is the exact same technology we've used for the last 30 years, 35 years. What we've, what we've done is instead of it being on a straight extension boom, now on an articulated boom, similar to a backhoe or anything else. The nice part about it is uh, on, when you're operating the machine, the three arms are all censored to one another. So all you do is hit boom out and it just booms out. And when you pull in, you it just booms in. You don't have to control like a pump where you have to control all your different arms, or a backhoe where you have to control different things. On this, you just boom out, boom in, and it just gives you perfectly level floor.
0: Yeah, so that that's a good description of it. I'm looking at a picture right now. It kind of looks like a uh, kind of like an excavator. If you took an excavator body and put it on three legs, you took the you took the uh, uh, the bottom out and uh, put this machine on three legs and then it's got like you said it's got this big arm that hangs off of it and then has a, uh, a screed uh, part um, at the end of that boom and then uh, those are uh, uh, I'm looking at the top of the the laser um, portion of the machine it looks like there's some um, eyes on the machine that uh, I guess correspond with the the laser guidance is that is that right? Yep,
1: yep, yep, Just like our just the exact same as all of our other machines. It has two laser receivers that stick up from the head. Um SR20 SR22 laser receivers. So when you're your uh, transmitter shooting the laser beam, that just picks it up and keeps keeps your head perfectly level as you're screening in concrete.
0: Yeah. So it's it sits on this the machine itself sits on this tripod. And I guess that 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 is Advantageous because the this machine is made for uh, projects that have like post tension decks. Is that right, Sean?
1: Correct. Yeah. You have three. Uh, the reason we made it with three legs and not four legs is it makes it it's much easier to get in between your cables and your rebar and stuff with three legs. Or there's four. Now the three legs we put chains on them, safety chains on, them, so they can't come out. So they're actually floating legs. So if you ran into that rare situation where you couldn't get all three down. You can take one leg, extend it a little bit, put the bucket there when you're doing your setup, and then you just mark on the bucket plus two plus two inches, and you know it's two inches outside as they're flying the machine. Uh, they can do it. So the process with the machine is you go out the day before, and it takes two guys about 45 minutes, half an hour, depend on the size of the pour, and they have a three-point jig. That matches the three legs of the machine. So you go out there with that jig, you put it where you want to start, you draw a circle around the three the three feet that are on it. You measure over 30 or 32 feet, you move the jig over, you place it in spot two. You draw your circle. You go back to spot one, and you basically drill a tiny hole in the center of where the, those circles are, and you drop a surveyor's flag that's on a piece of wire through the hole, and you put a five-gallon bucket. So you do that on all three spots, and we just put two tiny screws just to stop the buckets from moving into into the buckets. Now, when you're done, you set up normally on 10,000 square feet. You'll have five to six spots. It gets moved around with the crane. The crane needs to have the capacity to lift 10,400 pounds at the farthest point that the machine's going to be, which isn't an issue on 95% of the jobs that are structural jobs. Um, Now you just go underneath, and every time you see a flag, you just take a reshore, you put a flag, you pinch the flag, and now your machine's reshored to the concrete floor below. That's your basic setup of the machine.
0: Right, so you do that the day before, so you don't have to worry about doing the reshores the day of the pour.
1: Correct, everyone does it the day before, and then they actually usually fly the machine up to the first spot, the day before, so when they get there in the morning, all they have to do is start the machine, warm it up, and start placing concrete. All
0: right, and uh, so the that's the setup, and then the day of the pour, uh, what what's different? What's different when the, you're using the um uh, compared to you know how we typically. Uh, pour a structural deck as far as labor and all that. How's that look different? Can you describe that?
1: Basically, you're gonna you're gonna make the the majority of the pour you're gonna place with five people. Uh, the five people would be the guy on the hose tip placing the concrete, guy in a consolidation vibrator, guy actually operating a skyscreed machine, and two rakers with the head. Now the rakers don't have to do a lot with the concrete. As far as pulling concrete, the only thing there for is to make sure that the concrete's not low. Uh, you can fill the whole entire plow with concrete at a four-inch lump, and it's just it's a powerful machine. It's just going to move the concrete. Um, the big, if The concrete is too high. It also has a quick pass function on it, which all of our machines have, which basically will screed a half-inch above finished floor, and it's just for moving concrete out of the way. So you just pull concrete to the open, and you go back. You can do, you can screed in any direction. Um, the head rotates 360. Uh, the machine rotates 360. When you're placing concrete, we place the concrete the exact same way that you place it now, using a traditional hand and wet pads and biker stripes and all that. Um, we basically picture, even though the machine can go a whole circle, picture 180. And basically, we'll start in one corner. You'll come out, some people do 20 feet, some people do 30 feet, most are around 20, 25. And we'll just, after you place about 30 or 40 feet long of that strip, we'll just go in there and we'll just start straight. If you, if the, a lot of people right now that own the machines have come up with some neat techniques where they're using a hand dipstick, and what they do is they put a washer on there at say eight and a quarter inches, if it's an eight inch floor, so as they're using the consolidation vibrator, they're checking depth to make sure that they're not low. And if you do it like that, uh, we have a contractor uh, very successful with the machine uh, in Florida, and they don't even have anybody on the head. They just they get their they they got dial it dialed in. They got their elevations right. Everybody else is concentrating on the other you know on the other aspects. So instead of having you know 14, 15, 16 guys out there setting wet pads. Pulling two by fours, fiber strikes, and all this, you eliminate all that. You go down to somewhere between the five. Most you can do it to a five man crew. Uh, Most people in the beginning are using seven, six or seven. Uh, Just as they're getting better with the machine, they're eliminating more labor. They don't want to, you know, just do it all in the beginning.
0: Right. And that's plus the uh, five guys plus the operator of the machine. Is that right?
1: That's included in the five.
0: Oh, that's included in the five yeah, the
1: and rate, the tip the vibrator and two rakers. And really, really, you'll get to one you'll get to one raker. And what I like to explain to the people if they take that other raker, and they just give him a hand float. And he just does the edges and does a hand thing around the columns. That way the machine can just just like you would do if people are familiar with their slab on grade machines. That's the way they do it. They start by hand on the edges, and then our 22 or SP 15. Come in, and it just ties in to, to those spots. Um, guys, that are, as they're getting more experience, that's what a lot of them are doing.
0: Um, and then the operator, it uh, I guess we should clarify it, but uh, the operator, it, it's a remote control, just like a, say a concrete pump.
1: Yep, it's a sk- top of the line remote control. It's a Scanrico remote control that comes with the machine. Um, you make any adjustments and stuff you need right from the road control. You don't necessarily have to go back to the computer screen. Um, when you're originally setting your grade, if you find that, you know, you're, you're you know, it always starts off slow, you know, any concrete pour with a laser screen starts off a little bit slower in the beginning because you're doing your first pass, making sure your numbers are right on, uh, double check and making little minor adjustments. <coughs> but once you get it all dialed in, there, there's no adjustments for the machine. When it flies from one spot to the other, as soon as it hits the other spot, it's ready to start. There's no resetting anything. You just keep going, just like, you know, all of our other machines. It's all set by one laser and two receivers and everything's set once in the beginning and ready to go.
0: Okay. And then, so we were talking about the labor savings. So, again, five, you, you can get it dialed down. So, you only have five folks doing uh place and finish operation versus a maybe twelve to fifteen. Correct. Right. Yeah. And, 12 those to
1: five, and those five people aren't aren't raking concrete all the time, hurting backs, hurting knees. The safety aspects are 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 just as important sometimes as the labor savings. So you you know your quality, you know, I, I talk to people all the time and they tell me that their quality, they can tell when they test their floors, when they get to the end of the poor they see their quality kind of start going down, 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 down. And it's just natural. There's no, there's nothing other than guys are tired. (coughs) Guys are shortcut a little bit. The machine doesn't get tired. It's just same quality
0: throughout. And uh, you mentioned it briefly, but uh, going back to not, um, we were talking about labor savings, but the other, the other uh, point is the, 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 the mix of the concrete you can uh, typically we would you know add a lot of chemical uh, to the to the mix to make it easier for the place finish folks um, and uh, to you know to rake it to place it uh, but what, what you're saying is with the laser screed just like the the laser screed that we use on on the ground this laser screed is able to pull a Say a, a slump of five inches versus a uh, an eight an eight inch slump that you would need um, if you were doing it uh, the labor manually.
1: Yeah, we've had we've had uh, customers telling us some of the feedback. We do a lot of feedback with our customers, especially me, because um, I need their information, what they're doing, what they're changing to pass that on to other owners. Um, the reduction of high range water reducers has been has been a key. Um, most guys are pouring, somewhere between the eight and ten inch slump. When they're pouring structural decks, which makes sense because it's all got to be moved by hand and everything else. Uh, our goal with the skyscreen is to get down to a five to seven inch slump. Um, that That's your, your bread and butter. We don't want a nine a nine or 10 inch slump because we'll get what's called blow by um, if the concrete's too wet, where it's going underneath of the vibrator and it's just kind of going back and it affects your quality. You're going to get your highest quality when you're between a five to seven inch slump. The other advantage, for labor savings with the five to seven inch slump is that when your finishers are getting on the concrete they're going to get on that concrete just it's a, i used to sell ready mix for a living so i know concrete pretty good if you go from a eight to ten inch slump to a five to seven inch slump, you're going to be on that concrete right around two hours faster than you were going to be on it before to start the finishing process yeah and that's a big if somebody's running 10 hours I've had customers say they were running 10 hours in their finishing process. So not only did they cut two hours out, they cut two hours of overtime out. So it's a huge cost savings.
0: Yeah. Um, so labor savings, uh, hopefully some chemical in the um, ready mix savings. Uh, but let's talk about what, uh, what an ideal project uh, looks like uh where this machine makes sense so we mentioned a, a post-tension structural deck um, the and then you were saying 10,000 square foot was an ideal pour size and uh what 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 about the um is there anything else uh that you you need uh before poor day uh to prepare for the the deck, I think uh, we mentioned before or in our previous conversations about uh, MEP sleeves.
1: Yep. We basically, any laser, all laser screeds, and a lot of people don't realize this, when the plow actually comes through, the initial plow, it's almost a quarter inch below finished surface. And then as that goes by, concrete sponges back up, your vibrator goes across it to give you a smooth finish, bring your cream up, um, and that's going to give you your final elevation. That's how we get such such high quality numbers on, on laser-screened floors. So the the penetrations, the healthy boxes, some people are just using straight PVC. Um, if they're using straight PVC on an eight-inch floor and now they're making them eight inches, they we just have them pre- they're all pre-cutting them at eight inches. We have them pre-cut at seven and three quarters. Um, if they're healthy boxes, most healthy boxes have a uh, lid on them. That when you unscrew it, you can find a different notch to go down and they're adjustable up to one inch, quarter inch at a time. They'll just go a quarter inch down. (coughs) Put them on. That way we can, you're going to get your highest quality screen right over the top of those. Uh, Same thing with penetrations. If you have scheduled openings, the machine can run, will run right up to the openings and give you, even though it doesn't get tested there, you're going to get your highest quality floor. Uh, We use. The ideal jobs that we found for the machine are the post-tension decks. Uh, That's where we're getting our greatest results. Uh, One of the nice things is you can load a lot more concrete ahead of the machine. So if there is any deflection, that's going to happen before the laser screen comes across. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, But we've done it on straight rebar decks. Uh, We've also, guys that own the machines that don't own our slab-on-grade machines, have done an aviation hangar, a beef barn. Uh, The machine doesn't know if it's on the ground or it's on a deck, it's just a laser screed. So in those situations, they moved it around with a lull. Uh, One moved it around with a track hoe with a hook on it and just picked it up and set it down in the dirt and just screed it away and just kept going. We did, uh, in the beef barn, we did 9,000 square feet the first day. Uh, We had to do it in 30 by 300 trips. And the second day, the guy said, can we do two? We said we don't care, so we did 18,000 square feet. Uh, the most we've done um, square footage wise on a structural project was a deck in uh, Denver, which we did in two pours. It was 17,000 square feet for the first pour and 21,000 square feet for the second pour. So you can do any size pour you need to. Um, we like to say we could, could save time, but the, We really can't save time on the pour itself because it's what your concrete supply is and most placing booms can only place about 80 yards per hour that's kind of as fast as you could go
0: right so it's yeah it's always dependent on your supply and also your size of your place and finish crew what they're able to put down Uh, so we mentioned uh, lowering the MEP sleeves just going back to that so that way the screed can go over the top of the sleeves. So, you know, once once that deck is uh, cured, probably just got to go back and pop a hammer over the top of each one of those sleeves, right? So it uncovers them. Is that?
1: Yeah, you, you you can clearly see them. And anyone that's that's on a deck that's done now by hand, trust me, if you go and look at that deck after it's poured, you'll see all your MEP sleeves and they're all probably a good quarter from deflection in the deck when they load it with concrete. Very rarely will you see them sticking at surface or above surface, they're gonna be, they're gonna be below surface just from, from deflections on the deck. And they turn a completely different color. So it's very easy, you can easily see that these little circles on the deck. And like you said, that's what they're doing now when there's concrete over the top of them, they just tap it with a hammer. It's really no different here. We're just making sure we have them down there.
0: All right. Uh, that's probably good practice
1: if you're doing it by
0: hand or machine.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so we talked about you obviously need um, a crane uh, to move the machine. Uh, the the head you mentioned vibrates, but you still need to have a, a vibrating man backpack vibrator, right? Correct. Is, it's not a yep.
1: consolidation vibrator; it's a surface vibrator.
0: Right. Um, so that's part of your five-man crew uh so i think uh that covers everything as far as the uh skyscreek. did you is there anything else you think we need to mention to let folks know
1: one of the biggest things that we're finding now is is and one of the biggest sales points for the is quality of the floor when it's done uh we run into structural concrete decks for the most part they'll have they could have a 12 15 spec Maybe a, a you know a 15, 18 uh, spec on it. Um, right now we're, we're running into some situations where we have retirement communities and they have a, a FF 4025 FL, and they were having problems hitting it by hand in the traditional hand rotting and everything else. We went in with the machine. Uh, right now we just did our first demo for a customer in in Abilene, Texas their first time ever working with the machine and they got an FF 52 and an FL 37. So the quality of your floor is astronomical. Um, we feel that as time goes on, more and more designers, architects, engineers are going to start seeing these numbers. Um, the only reason they, they, they put such high numbers on warehouses and Walmarts and Costco's is because we have the machinery to do it uh, right now. They don't put those high specs on high rises. So what we've basically been talking to people about is when you get this high quality, super high quality floor, the amount of remediation and stuff you have to do going back, um, general contractors that for the customers that have them are tickled pink because they tell me that one of their most aggravating parts of their entire job is when the flooring guy comes in and arguing with the concrete contractor and the flooring guy about what's What meets the spec, what doesn't. So if you have a spec of 15, 20, 15 FL, 20 FF, and you're giving them a 52 FF and a 37 FL, there's really no argument. And the general contractors are more than happy to make sure the crane time's available, uh, the penetrations are lowered, and all the things that they need to be part of, they really support that a lot because it's going to save them aggravation in the end.
0: Right. Well, I think uh, we uh, there's a there's a benefit for this machine where uh, not only is it hard to find folks to do uh, the place finish, but the cost of labor is going up, so that uh, it may make sense to purchase one of these machines uh, in the areas where labor labor costs are higher than say other areas. Uh, I think we were talking before I thought the, I thought an ideal spot might be in the northeast for a machine because it seems like their labor, labor rates are a little bit higher than say down south. Down south labor rates seem to be a bit lower but you were uh, mentioning that you're working down in Florida and Texas and everything so it seems to uh, maybe all the labor rates are catching up to each other. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Well, it's just a matter of the length of time for your return on investment. Basically, your return on investment, if you're in the Northeast, it's going to be a half a million. You know, you're 80, 90 bucks an hour. You're going to be a half a million square feet. It's going to pay for the machine. If you're down south, it's going to be a million to a million two square feet. But we've done the return on investment on it. And, yeah, it's it's, what we're finding now, uh, especially post-COVID, is – we we all over the country we're hearing the same thing that there's a labor shortage it's tough to get people um and if you get people i mean like i told you the story a gentleman at the world of concrete told me my first year i was ever at world of concrete and he said he told me son it takes me six months to get up to full staff on my crew he said then it takes me three months to get rid of half of the guys because they're terrible and I took that to heart when he said it to me, and now I'm starting to hear that around the country again.
0: Well, with the pl- Place and Finish, at least in my experience, you can't just go get a bunch of folks that may have a background in, in, in that and uh, put them all together and ex- expect them to provide a high-quality product from day one. I think, uh, especially on Place and Finish uh, groups, um, they work as a team. Uh, they got to know where uh, what each other's capabilities are. Um, the guys that the the place and finish uh, teams that have been working together for a long time uh, seem to have a flow, just like a sports team. Uh, you know, you, you for instance, you know, the NBA. They that lately uh, these teams are paying astronomical. Cool, uh, amounts of money to get all these all-star players together thinking that um, from day one they're going to have this great team and they're going to go win the championship but it takes a long time for those uh, for those teammates to figure out who's, who's good at what and who's going to back them up in a different situations and I think a place and finish team is exactly the same way so it's uh what that fella told you, a world of concrete. I, I believe it. Um, it's just you got to you gotta find a group of guys that uh, can work together um, and that have been working together for a while till you, you start seeing uh, uh, high quality come out of that group. With the machine, uh, it kind of takes care of a lot of that problem. Um, So if you you're only trying to find five guys that can work together and they're comfortable being around the machine versus uh, you know 12 to 15 guys that you typically need for um, that size that same size pour. Um, So I get I get I get that, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how I know y'all's machine has. Progressed over the years. I've I've spoke to other folks that seen demos uh, from like five years ago, and the 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 feedback they they get they shared with me. Uh, it seems like y'all have addressed um, a handful of those uh, I don't know issues or wishes or whatever you want to call them. Uh, and it's just like anything else, technology improves over time. So it'll be interesting to see how these things progress and. Probably one day, you're only going to need a couple folks instead of five. Um,
1: yeah. It's it's funny you say that, Seth, because that's the the absolute success of Somero is they have a very small ego. Everything that we do, we constantly are going to our customers, getting feedback from them, what they like and what they don't like. And we make adjustments to the machines, whether it be my Skyscreen or other machines. Um, and they, all the ideas come from contractors. So you're right. As, as time goes on, we constantly make improvements, um, on the machine and that, that's where we got to where with the 36 and it, it's just basically from the contractors.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we wanted to talk about the, uh, the, uh, strip machine. So let's, let's, uh, we got a few minutes here. Let's, uh, Let's hit on this machine. This machine. Could you describe what this machine is and and what it does?
1: The sky strip machine is uh, <clears throat> once again a machine that we developed based on contractors. They were telling us that eighty five to ninety percent of their injuries in the stripping process on structural concrete decks was the removal of the plywood. So we started working with a scissor lift design with an articulated arm that comes out. Um, and a claw system. And basically, we invented, it came out last year with the Sky Strip machine that basically has a steel claw at the top, a jaw, it will go in up against the concrete, it'll break the seal of the concrete, the jaw closes on it, and it'll strip the plywood straight down to waist height for pickup. Uh, the machine reaches 16 feet is its max right now. Um, you know, we talked about developing it, but it doesn't have it needs to be a, a slim machine to get in between the reshores and stuff. So it can't have big stabilizer like our other machines do. Um, it's propane. So in the northeast and stuff, obviously, when you're stripping, they're heating the floor from the bottom. with. with so it has to be a propane machine because it's in an enclosed area. Uh, our number one customer with the machine told us in a meeting last week that this point last year, they had a total, they're a very large customer, and they had a total of 40 injuries in the stripping process. And since they've incorporated the strip into their business, they're down to four. They have four at this point this year. They basically bought their first machine. Three weeks later, they bought three more. That had just put in an order for two more. Um, they also are telling us that they use a drop-head system. Anytime you use a Titan or similar... Uh, drop head system it's the best system for the sky strip and they've told us that they've uh, reduced their their labor time by 20 percent in stripping a floor
0: yeah so if we could uh, um, unpack a couple of things there so the machine itself it looks like I'm looking at a, a picture of it but it looks like a scissor lift and you took the the part that you stand in uh, the basket itself was ripped off the top of this machine and in in its place you you put a looks like a little arm almost like an upside down shovel uh, on on the top of it and uh, that's the that's the piece of the machine that goes up and pries the plywood off the bottom of the of the deck of the concrete deck is that right
1: yep that's a that's that arm extends out two feet
0: Oh, okay. So that that extends. So you actually
1: come up to your up to your up to your plywood where you are that extends out breaks the, breaks the sheet free clamps down with 1700 PSI pressure grabs it and just pulls it down. We've taken column column forms down if anyone's ever taken column forms down when you get around the columns and they're cut around the columns. They're a nightmare to get down. Um, what we found is the big one of the major cost savings that they have is damaging the plywood and the cost of plywood these days is through the roof. Oh, yeah, so a dropping pride, pride, pride barring sheets and cracking corners and dropping them to the ground and hoping nobody gets hit and all that. The machine just goes up, grabs it, brings it right down to waist height. Guy takes it, stacks it, and you're done.
0: And this machine runs remotely too. Is that
1: it's a remote, remote control machine? So nobody has to be around the sheet when it's coming down. We had a situation. It, it, for us, it worked out perfect, but there was a a small scheduled opening up on the floor and a bunch of guys had thrown stakes and tools and everything else in there. And when they stripped the sheet down, all the stuff that was in that hole just came flying down, but it didn't fly down on top of anybody because nobody was near the sheet. It just fell down onto the floor, scared. Everyone jumped a little bit, but nobody anywhere around the sheet to get injured.
0: Yeah. So this, it, and typically um, when when we're stripping decks, you would have a guy on a scaffold, like a rolling scaffold, and he climbs in there and he's the one that's bringing the sheets down and handing it down to someone down below. Um, and uh, is that what you typically see? So this is what the machine is, is
1: uh, uh, taking the place of? I'm I'm seeing more and more people with 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 uh, longer crowbars and on a an eight eight to nine foot ceiling where they're just going up and just crowbarring in and just popping the sheets and letting them fall.
0: Oh wow! So they're not even getting on a scissor still, lift or yeah, anything.
1: Yeah, I see a lot of that across the country. It's not safe. It's not good. I hear a lot of complaints from general contractors. Right now, we're setting up some meetings with some, you know, prominent GCs across the country um, to go in and introduce this technology to them with. I mean, I think every company that I've ever been in, in the first two sentences of their mission statement, it addresses safety and how important safety is to their job sites and their work. And that's why we came out with the sky strip, because the contractors told us that the most unsafe part of the stripping process Is getting the sheets off the seal.
0: Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people say it, but do they mean it? They all put it on their websites and, um, yeah, but, uh, uh, and plus insurance as well. So each time you have, uh, um, an injury that's detrimental to your insurance rate,
1: um, and especially if you're self insured. Yeah, That bought a bunch of machines from us, um, up here in the Northeast, they actually are, a, they're big enough that they're a self-insured company. And they said this year, the purchase of all those machines is going to put one to $2 million on their bottom line.
0: Yeah.
1: In cost savings from, from injuries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty cool machine. I, I haven't seen one in, uh, in person, but I, I could see the, uh, I could see, uh, the advantages of the, that, um, definitely uh, I guess the you would need to make sure the floor <laughs> the floor is clear and everything ahead of time I, you know you go to some of these job sites and it just uh, the the floors, a the mess you know yep. got lots of debris and um, and lots of uh, shoring posts and things like that so
1: I like to would, call that I like to call that the tertiary benefit yeah. General contractors love it because you need to keep your floor really clean, and they love going up there and seeing the clean floor. Yeah,
0: yeah, we all do. Yeah, we yeah. all we all got to work together to get to that ideal uh, situation where you don't have a lot of things on the floor. Well, uh,
1: works, that's why it works so well with the Titan system. The guys go around in a scissor lift. They literally go around the scissor lift. They drop all their drop heads. They take their primaries and secondaries out. They hand them to the guys. The guys stack them in the racks as they're going so there's nothing on the floor they just keep going 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 then when you're done all you have is a floor of shore posts and plywood and you can strip it fast and no damage
0: yeah yeah that when you mentioned that i i um the uh about plywood being dropped on the ground that's a that's a big pet peeve for a concrete contractor especially if you're uh Trying to reuse that plywood on the next floor up, or and uh, guys are dropping it, and the corners are getting all messed up. And uh, when we're using plywood that's you know, 60, 70 bucks a sheet, that uh, adds up quick if you gotta replace that.
1: Right now, that plywood's about a hundred dollars a sheet,
0: depends what you're using, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, so uh. Well, great. Yeah. That's, uh, another machine we'll all need to check out. Uh, again, this, this podcast is about finding, uh, different technologies that are out there that help us be more productive and, uh, safer as well, like this machine. And, uh, but I appreciate you coming on the uh, show today, Sean is, uh, if s- someone yeah. wants to reach out to you and, uh, uh, talk to you about the uh, Skyscreen or the Skystrip, what's the best way?
1: Uh, best way would be phone. My phone number is 239-850-7931. And my email address is soconnor at com.
0: Yeah. And as always, we'll uh, have Sean's contact information on the show notes. So uh, you don't have to write all that down and listen to the, this last 10 seconds or so over and over again to write all that down. So we'll get that for you. Sean, again, happy birthday. Thank you for coming on the show today on your birthday. Appreciate it.
1: I appreciate your time, Seth. Thank you yes. very much.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Concrete Logic Podcast. If you did enjoy, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and share with others that you would think would find value in in the podcast. I look forward to having more discussions. Please tune in and we'll see you on the next episode of Concrete Logic Podcast.